BYUSN, BYU football projected for all of five wins by multiple odds makers. Is that more of an insult or an opportunity for the Cougars? Plus, why does BYU thrive in the role of an underdog? Welcome to BYU Sports Station, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Thursday, May 11th. I am Spencer Linton, and he is always a winning man as an underdog, Dave McCann. At 5'9", you're an underdog a lot of times. <laughs> no question about it. The Big 12 is almost here. Tom Holmo tweeted as much yesterday as we looked at the, I believe, the first logo going on a BYU sports surface of any kind. We're a visual kind of human being. We like to see things to believe them. And there it is. And as Tom says, it's coming fast. Oh, baby. Here we go. For those still wondering, July 1st is the official implementation date, and so we have to wait, what is that, another 50-ish days until BYU is officially a member of the Big 12, but logos are going on courts. It starts to feel very real. And it'll feel a lot like today feels, you know, when July 1st comes, uh, because we've known it's coming, but there's no going back, right? When you're in, you're in. <laughs> and... That's the day we're in. And hopefully we'll also start to get some football times in the coming weeks, especially at Media Day, for when we yeah. can start this thing off on September 2nd. Looking it's forward to that. It's going to be a night game. It's going to be a day game. It's going to be a middle-of-the-night game. No one cares. Let's just play the game. <laughs> but all that stuff's coming up. We hey, gotta... we're, we're in it, right? Yeah. We're in the show today, too. We're in the show. This is like a Super Bowl show. Coming up, managing expectations in the Big 12. How often will the Cougars be underdogs this fall? We'll take you to Vegas and show you what they're showing and, uh, and react to that. We'll also get defensive with former BYU linebacker Harvey Longy. He's working with the Cougars right now to get them Big 12 ready. The winningest quarterback in Cougar history, Max Hall, is going to join us. We'll talk about life as an underdog. And the NFL schedule comes out tonight. Which Cougar matchups are we most looking forward to? You know, Cougar against Cougar. There's yes. going to be some yes. significant ones. All that's coming up. First, here are the headlines. Beginning with BYU baseball, they've got uh, a Super Bowl series of their own. Final regular season road series against Pacific tonight. This feels like a must-sweep series if BYU is going to make the West Coast Conference postseason tournament. you got to be a top-six team. Right now, BYU in seventh place. Listen to Game 1 on the BYU Radio app beginning at 9 Eastern. Hey, it's a top-ten finish at the NCAA Regionals for senior golfer Alicia May Mateo. Not enough, though, to advance to the NCAA championships. She did end her spectacular BYU career with a birdie on the 18th hole. I don't think she's done, Dave. She's going to find her way to a professional tour. She is a special, special player. How about BYU women's soccer on their European tour? They defeat ZNK Dynamo Zagreb 8-0 yesterday. They conclude their European trip. Undefeated 4-0, BYU scored 19 goals and only surrendered two. I'd call that a successful European trip. Seems like a good trip. Yeah. And yeah, we'll see what souvenirs they bring us back. <laughs> That's been good for him. Zach Selyus had a good game last night, 18 points, four rebounds, dished out two assists. Sounds like he was when he was at BYU when he was playing, let's see, center, forward, and guard mm -hmm. over the course of his career. <laughs> uh, he led his Tigers to a playoff win last night, and so his season continues with victory in mind all rise and shout it's time for what's trending and the catch made by keanu hill and the cougars are in business it is picked off and it's going to the house that was spectacular isaac rex celebrates six and the cougs go tempo again and what 
What a night, what a day. This is What's Trending, and we have a loaded topic today. Yeah. We'll set it up this way. Currently, odds makers, and there are several here, have BYU's win total for the 2023 college football season, Dave, at an average of five wins. This includes DraftKings, who has the highest odds of five and a half wins for the Cougars. FanDuel has set the over-under with the lowest at four and a half for BYU, while Caesars Sportsbook has BYU in an even five wins. With that in mind, that would mean BYU will be considered, yes, as an underdog in most of the Cougars' contests this season. In fact, Dave, ESPN's Football Power Index has BYU favored in only three games. I know some of you are aware of this. We're just driving the point home even harder today. BYU is favored against Sam Houston State, Southern Utah, and Cincinnati. That's it. However, since 2018, BYU has relished in the role of underdog, which takes us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. You're going to love this, Dave. BYU football is one of just four FBS teams over the last five seasons to have an overall winning record as an underdog. The Cougars have played 18 games in that five-year span as an underdog and won 10 of them. 10 and 8's pretty good. So, all of that information now floating around your mind. Do we view the five projected wins by these three notable sports books in 2023 as kind of an insult because BYU has been a good as an underdog? Or is this just an opportunity again to overachieve in the underdog role? You know, this is a deep question. Uh, and, and there's so many angles you can take. I've been in the back rooms of the sports books and had the experts show me how they come up with their lines, how they come up with their odds. They factor in everything. The, the thing they can't factor in is human will, right? And that's why you have upsets. Um, they're so good at what they do. So when you look at these numbers and you say, okay, five, they picked BYU to win five games. Um, we were talking about six or a seven and five season would be phenomenal. Going to a bowl game, a six and six season would get you to the Jesus Bowl and a six million dollar payout, which is the most BYU's ever gotten for a bowl game. Okay, well, that's just one more than the Vegas five, four and a half. That seems to be a little low. So when you factor that in, they're not here where we are. They're not at practice where we are. They don't know the guys like we do. Yeah. Um, whether that means we have blue goggles on, sometimes we do, um, but we also know his capability, his capability, what this combination could do, that I think there's a gulf between reality and Vegas. And sometimes reality's in Vegas and the lack of reality's outside of Vegas, depending on, <laughs> on how we... But I, I, I think it's a great opportunity to overachieve. The, the rest of the country doesn't know what, what we know. And BYU's been an independent, so most of the country hasn't even cared. Yeah. So when you factor in how good are they going to be in the Big 12 as a P5, I think immediately you go, not as good as the current P5 members in that conference, which puts them right down between what, 10 and 14? Sure, 10th and, and 14th four, place, yeah. In that four and a half to five win scenario. So they're not way off, but we're hoping for better. I was legitimately bothered when I saw the four and a half and five line come out. I just thought, how, how can... Vegas or DraftKings or FanDuel or whoever, knowing what BYU has done as an independent, yeah. it's not like BYU's been playing a predominantly G5 schedule. More often than not, Dave, they're playing more Power 5 teams Especially than not over the last years. few years. Yeah. And even the G5s that BYU has scheduled are 
in often cases, Power Five equivalents. Like they play high-level Group of Five opponents. Boise State and Liberty last year were good teams. So I thought, why would they put BYU at four and a half? But then I started to think, okay, if I was totally outside and not an insider like we are and in the nitty-gritty and all the details here, I would look at, okay, well, they lost their starting quarterback who was an NFL draft pick. Right. You're bringing in Keaton Slovis, who has not had anything close to what he did as a freshman, didn't look good at Pitt. BYU needs a running back. You lost Puka. You lose Puka Nakua. You lost another starting left tackle to the NFL draft. And BYU's defense was not good. Right. Statistically speaking. So why, if I am looking at those factors, would I ever think, yeah, BYU is all of a sudden going to a Power 5 conference and they're going to win a bunch of games? What Vegas doesn't do is they said that they don't go, you know, Justin Enna is really going to inspire those linebackers. <laughs> because they brought him in as part of this new group. They're just looking at what BYU did last year with defense. You're right. And they weren't very good on defense. So why would they assume they're going, oh, they made some changes, but we're going off the numbers we know. Yes. And maybe they looked at it and they said, well, they're not playing very many Pac-12 teams, so we're going to lower their <laughs> expectation for wins because we don't have any on the schedule this year. Maybe that's something. If I were a betting man, and I am not, I would go, I would find DraftKings and Fan, FanDuel set it at four and a half wins. I am buy, buy, buy all day on that right now. That feels like easy money, and I am not suggesting that you do that. But the principle is there. I feel like that's way too low because of what we know, Dave. Yeah. These odds makers are trying to handle 131 Division I FBS college football teams. BYU is just one of them. So, I mean, they're they are working through a lot of different material there, and that is that's difficult. You got to start somewhere, and especially if you're going into the Big 12, and they're going to give Texas so many wins, and Oklahoma so many wins, and Oklahoma State. The the wins have to come from other teams in the Big 12, so they can't give all these wins to these teams in the Big 12 and they go, I think BYU is going to win seven or eight. That they aren't there because you've already projected Texas Tech to come to Provo and beat BYU, Oklahoma to come here and beat yeah. BYU. So, you know, in a, in a tough league, if these guys are going to be awesome, it's yeah. at the expense of these guys. So traditionally, BYU wins about 40 to 42 percent of their Power 5 games coming into this season. And that has been on an uptick over the past few years through 2021, especially when BYU had their 5-0 and run through the Pac-12 right. and they were 6-1. and that swung the metric in BYU's favor against Power 5 competition a little bit. So I'm not going to go all in on that outlier. But, I mean, traditionally, BYU wins 40% of the Power 5 games. So if they're favored against Southern Utah and Sam Houston State, and they have nine Power 5 – sorry, 10 Power 5 games remaining after that, uh, Dave, what's 40%? It's four out of 10, right? That's going to take BYU to six wins. BYU is going to figure out a way to win at least six games. I, I am going with the general averages. In fact, I think it's going to be one more than that. I went to seven and five, and I'm going back to our stat of the day. BYU, as an underdog, they're going to be an underdog in nine games. They have a winning record as an underdog over the past five seasons combined. They're going to be an underdog a lot this year. If they could just go 500 as an underdog or maybe, yeah, even 500. That, that puts you probably at uh, five and five, and now you're at seven and five overall if you take care of business in your first two games. And you're having a great time. Vegas believes BYU will be three and two, right, through the first five. Yes. 
considering their favorites in those first two games yep. and Cincinnati. So three and two heading into October and November. Yeah. And BYU's got to scratch out three wins to get to six and get bowl eligible. And, and they are and suggesting they are saying, that it might be a win and a half or yeah. two wins out of the final seven games. Right. Two and five. And, and to their credit and research, BYU's never run the gauntlet in this kind of schedule. Right. So they're going, okay, three and two after uh, Sam Houston and uh, Cincinnati and uh, Southern Utah, and then a loss they would believe to Kansas um, and Arkansas. And then all of a sudden they're going, well, they've never even played the kind of schedule that is the rest of the way. And when you're an underdog, it seems like underdogs rise up. BYU rose up and beat Miami. We're going to talk to Max Hall. They rose up and beat Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. um, that's the magic of football. But when you're the underdog every week, what, where is the mental strain of, we can't rise, it can't be the Super Bowl every week. We got guys banged up and, and this is that. Maybe Vegas is looking at that going, hey, look, the run they're going to have to make uh, as an underdog every week, maybe they can't do it more than three times. Sure. Uh, and you know what? We're going to see because there's no track record here. Uh, even in that run over Pac-12 teams, there were breaks in between. Uh, it wasn't, you know, we never played 10 straight P5s. Um, we're all interested in seeing how that goes. 100%. Because that's going to be the trend moving forward, 10 P5s, especially if, if Utah stays on the schedule. Yes. So it'll be a learning experience for Vegas and for BYU to go, huh, all right, what is this actually going to be like? Well, we brought up the football power index. And, yes, BYU is only favored in three games. That's a computer metric. That has nothing to do with just with people picking BYU. That's just a straight formula. And the formula says BYU is favored in only three of the nine games. But a lot of those are like toss-up games. So, I mean, it might be like 52% chance yeah. that Iowa State wins or 54% chance that Kansas wins. I mean, they're really close. We right? like those close odds to go to BYU, especially if they're at home. You know, if it's a close 50-50 type game, the home team should win. Yes, theory. yes. I mean, you look at these numbers, and uh, Kansas, yeah, 51.5% chance to win that game. That, what does that's that a, mean? That's a coin flip, that's essentially. That's Keanu Hill open in the end zone in the fourth quarter. Cincinnati is a coin flip for BYU at home. You look at Iowa State in November, 53.6% chance to say the Cyclones come into Lavelle Edwards Stadium and win that game. That's another coin flip game. Can BYU go on the road to Morgantown against a West Virginia team that is projected to be not great and figure out a way to win in the East Coast? Yeah. We haven't been great on the East Coast, but BYU has had, hasn't had a team like this. This is a P5 team moving forward. Maybe the... The, could it be the best BYU's had uh, in a long, long time? On paper, it looks pretty good. Yeah. But Aiden Robbins still has to run like a madman. Got to prove Cody things. Epps still has to get open in the slot. What is Keaton Slovis? And Slovis has to be good. But, and it, but if they are, then I like their chances in that matchup. If they got to go down and score and win the game, I like the chances of, of Slovis finding Rex and Epps and Hill and Roberts and Lassiter and whoever else moving down the field. Because we know the line's huge. Yeah. The line should protect Slovis and give him a chance to do what he's got. So if it comes down to that small percentage, then go get seven wins. Averages say that BYU should, based on everything they've done since the Lavelle Edwards era began in the early 70s, find a way to win at least six games. Win 40% of your Power 5 games, which is 4 out of 10, and take care of business at home against the two teams you're going to be heavily favored against, and you have 
six. I don't know where they're going to happen. There will probably be a head scratcher or two in there, meaning that BYU wins a game that we're like, whoa, okay, you, you beat up on Oklahoma on senior night, whatever. And then, or you beat Texas again, like could, you always do. Could be a game against <laughs> Iowa State right before Oklahoma where BYU lays an egg, and you're just like, what? That was not supposed to happen. There, there will be a few of those, but BYU should be able to manufacture six wins. We'll finish with this. Last year, BYU was, had their win total placed at, by these similar books, at eight and a half wins. Obviously, the Cougars won seven in the regular season and did not hit the eight and a half. They did deal with the number of injuries, and that's part of the deal as well. But since 2015, BYU is 4-2 at winning more than the games that they have been projected to win in an individual season. So, I mean, more often than not, Dave, they are overachieving as an underdog. I have no reason to believe that they won't overachieve. And while I was insulted initially, I was just bothered. I was like, that just seemed <laughs> four and a half, really? Like, that's so low. It just yeah. I, it felt like a punch in the gut, but I understand it, and I'm fully prepared for BYU to just overachieve once again. And it's nothing personal. Those numbers just no. come out cold-blooded. They're trying to make money. And they want, they want you to go, <laughs> I think they're going to win more than that. They've done their job if they can yes. get you one way or the other. But uh, it's exciting because these are projections in a world that we've only dreamed about, right, in this P5 world of... I don't know. Can we beat Oklahoma at home? When have we ever had that conversation? <laughs> we haven't. Never. Yeah, we'll find out. <laughs> we will find out. Our question of the day. Vegas sports books, including Caesars, throwing FanDuel, DraftKings, have put BYU's win total at a combined five for 2023. Where would you set BYU's win total for the college football season now that you're starting to see these numbers come out? Scott Solberg on Twitter answers, I'm going to say six. BYU looks fantastic on paper. Love all the transfers BYU got and all the guys coming back taking on bigger roles. It's easy to get excited and think seven or even eight wins, but BYU needs to gel and put it all together on the field first. Yeah, for sure. We were just talking about that. Right. The guys that we're excited about, well, when it comes time to perform, we'll see what happens. And, you know, if BYU comes out and looks sharp and hammers Sam Houston, then expectation would just go straight up Yep. because that's how we do it. And if they come out and they have to kick a field goal to beat Sam Houston 27 to 24, even though Sam Houston is going to be competitive. Four and a half starts to make a lot of sense. Like, oh, man, all right, let's get to four and a half. That's what fans do, and, uh, and, it, and it's exciting. The big time's coming. Oh, man, for sure. week to week. It is very fickle. That is for hashtag BYUSN, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to join the conversation. BYU baseball with a big challenge. They're playing Pacific. It's not that the Tigers are great. It's that the Cougars can't afford to lose. They open a three-game series, their final road swing in the WCC with the tournament looming. You can listen to game one of the Cougar Tigers series, 9 Eastern time, with Jason Shepard on the BYU radio app. You know, I listen to Chef. He gets really excited. Yes, he does. <laughs> There's no doubt where Chef's loyalties lie. <laughs> I listened to that Utah game the other night on oh, BYU yeah. Radio and right there. Up next, <laughs> we welcome a man who knows a thing or two about succeeding as an underdog. Harvey Longy, NFL, former BYU linebacker, is in Studio B next. How does he feel about five wins? Stay with us. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day -day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Dave McCann. 
Great show lineup for you today, and our first guest is an NFL linebacker, former BYU great friend of the program, Harvey Longy is back. Harvey, welcome back to the show, man. Thank you. Thank good you to see you. Yeah, it's always good. Always good to be back on the turf, you know, uh, this turf. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, so, it's, um, it's been great, so I'm glad that I'm here. Grateful for it. Yeah, well, we talked to you at Pro Day. Um, now we uh, have moved past that. The draft has happened. We'll talk to you a little bit about that. But we're getting into win projection totals for BYU football. And you're around the boys. You're working with the guys. You're around Kalani and the staff and your offseason. And we see the win total set at five. And I said earlier, I was, I was bugged. I was like, yeah. five wins? BYU's better than five wins. How do you see that win projection? Well, of course, I'm biased. So, you know, I think that's disrespectful. <laughs> but... <laughs> When when it came out and I saw that I always I um, a saying came from um, when I was with the Patriots my rookie year and um, there's these you know there's these uh, five things going into the building and five things going out to the building that you had to learn and one of the things was you know don't believe the hype and don't feel the hype and I love that because you know Vegas is hype and all these projections are hype and you know there's there's a lot of odds and you can you know pick and you know figure out the statistic and logistics of things and players coming back. And, but I truly believe, you know, hype is out there. You can either feel it or not. And I'm going to say it's disrespectful. I want my boys to, you know, I'm, I'm thinking more of, you know, six, yeah. six and, and above. I'm thinking ball game for sure. What vibe are you feeling with the guys? You're working, you just came from practice or, or the IPF yeah. uh, and, and you're working out with individuals. What, what vibe are you getting from these Cougars that makes you think six or seven? Yeah, I think um, it's the, it's hunger. I think that's the word that comes. They, these guys are hungry. And, uh, you know, they, they're a lot of, a lot of the, the young men are coming out there and just working and want to work. And, you know, I, I told them, you know, with this hard work, you know, doing it with somebody else. Don't ever come in here by yourself. You know, don't ever go lift by yourself because they're in a point right now where they can just go lift right. and they can just go run and they're about to go start their summer program and, you know, just get in great shape. But, you know, during this like, you know, month period during finals and all that, I'm like, this is the time where you guys work together with each other. And a lot of them have shown that. So I just see a lot of like, hey, there's new, new energy in the building, you know, with Jay Hill. There's a lot of new guys in the building. So I told them, BYU is one of the most diverse teams in the whole planet. No one understands. You have missionaries. You have non-missionaries. You have married, non-married. You have races. You have married with kids, married with not kids. So like a lot of a lot of uh, different cliques, if you want to call. So I told him like the only way you break that down is hey, go grab, go break bread together, go lift together, show you know, understand each other's wise, and and that will on top of their preparation with the coaching staff, will take them over. Because then you start fighting for your teammates, right? In yeah, a game. A hundred percent. 100%. So I truly think it will come down to Arkansas. We need everyone that's near Arkansas that is a BYU fan needs to get there. Um, if we can show, you know, early, you know, I do believe the two games before that, you know, Utah Tech and, and the other one, uh, they, you know, those are going to be great games here. But I'm just saying Arkansas is going to be for me. And I yeah, see yeah. if we could see the Cougars come out and do what they need to do in Arkansas in that type of environment, if we can get that crimson, more blue in that uh -huh, stadium, uh -huh. I, I promise, BYU Nation, you'll, you'll be surprised. I think that will be... That's the game? That will be the game to, to push them forward. Okay, Harvey's yeah. calling for more blue in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Yes, we do. We Woo, do. pig cougar! Oh, yeah. Let's, Let's go. call the hogs out like nothing over there. 
Uh, clearly, you're a big motivator, Harvey, and I love that. I love that they that you have taken your own time to go and work with these guys. I know you're close to the coaching staff. You better be careful. They might try and poach you when you're done playing football to come and coach at BYU. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I, yeah, my, my biggest thing is that, like, man, if I have time, I stay just, you know, a couple blocks away. I use this place to, you know, get, get better into craft. I'm, I'm going to... I'm gonna throw it up for the guys to come in and, and learn some things that you know I've learned when I've I've been in the NFL. So it's been great. So it's it's cool to work with them. When you talk about the Big 12 and you're helping guys get ready for a schedule, and we were just talking about it a moment ago that they've never had before, starting with Arkansas, who's in the SEC with a run of 10 straight P5 games. Yeah. For a guy who's played an NFL schedule, that's probably the closest to uh, that kind of week in and week out battle. Um, so you're an expert at it. What, what do you tell them to prep them? What, what is that grind like when it's every week and, and you might be an underdog every week? Yeah, well, the, I, I went to the University of Utah my first year. It was 2011. That was the first year that um, Utah went to the Pac-12. The year before that, they went 10-3. and three. They're balling um, in the Mountain West, I believe. And from the Mountain West, they went to the Pac-12. No one thought, like, oh, they're going to have growing pains. We ended up 8-5 and five with yep. the bowl game win in the Sun Bowl. Um, I truly think that um, if the guys understand the opportunity, I was, um, and I'll go back to your question is, you know, when we played here, we always waited for that big game, the Texas game. Right. We waited for these big games. Now every day is a big game. And um, going into, you know, the league and having a, a big game every every week, um, it just goes back to, you know, the guru coach again. You know, Belichick always said before every meeting, we will win when we keep from losing. And I was thought, I'm like, duh, coach. <laughs> We're going to win if we don't lose. Genius. <laughs> Whatever. Ah, after points. You know, we went to the Super Bowl that year. Halfway through the season, you know, um, you know, and then during the season and going to these meetings, I'm like, he's talking about fundamentals. He's talking about dumb penalties, unnecessary penalties. He's talking about watching film. He's talking about recovery. He's talking about doing the things that you can control. Yeah, you're going to get a couple calls. You know, TCU had two wins. They had... Um, Oklahoma homeboy got um, injured in overtime. Then they they beat um, uh, the Texas, but uh, there was a bunch of different calls, you know, like yeah, that happened. Yeah. You know, is it? I uh, know Texas Tech. I mean, so you know, they went eight and five last last um, season. But there was a bunch of things that that happened. I'm like, you know what? If you can control all, you can control those things you couldn't control. The injury when they went against OU, you know, all the different little calls when they went against Texas. Those are gonna happen. But if you can control the controllables, you will win when you keep from losing. And I'm like, profound, I'm like, go. Yes. <laughs> so prepara preparation towards that is just comes down to crafting, fundamentals, understanding what Jay Hill and A-Rod are trying to do, Kalani are trying to do. If you can understand the plan, then what? Baylor, come on, let's go 80 yards. Oh, you got 10 yards? Well, you still have another 70. Right. You know, all of us know what we can do. All of us know the plan, and we're just going to stick with it because it's a, it's a long game, so... That that that'd be my advice. Well know. said. Harvey Lung is on BYU Sports Nation. Is everybody juiced? Yeah, we're ready. I'm, I'm juiced right now. Right now. Uh, you mentioned Jay Hill, and he clearly brings a more aggressive mindset defensively compared to what BYU was running under Elisa Tuiaki. Different schemes. Both those coaches had their different skill sets. But what do you expect the defense to look like under Jay Hill, and, and how different is it going to look compared to what we've seen in the past few years? Um, that's a great question. I love Jay. Jay was um, recruiting me when I was younger, played with him at um, University of Utah. Um, so it's crazy. You know, you have Jay Hill from um, Jay Hill, A-Rod, and Kalani. They're all there, and now they're all here together. Um, people don't understand that when you get the coaching staff that you already, 
you know, have worked with and be, you know, in the past, and now they're here together. Once they understand the nuances of the the culture of like, you know, how BYU works and all that, they will put that aside and understand how to work with each other. So that's already done. So that's the amazing part. Now they need to understand the kids and understand the culture here. So I'm super excited for Jay. If you look at his past, um, balled out when he left to go to Weber State and yeah. did great as a head coach. And his first year wasn't too good. From then, just rolled and rolled and rolled. And if you look at his last year from last year, um, his uh, record from last year, a lot of the games where they just, well, all the wins that they had were defensive one games. They were low. The, the other team didn't score past 21 points, if that. And then the, the games that were close or the games where they lost, it was a shootout. So I think that that's the culture that he brings in. He brings in that defense is going to win us games. And I really like what he's going to bring in. Isn't it uh, interesting how defenders respond to a defensive mindset of let's hold them versus the Jay Hill approach of let's get them. Let's get them. Exactly. I like that. And um, I think he has the, um, um, the players to do so also. And if we, if we can be that aggressive, but also be able to, you know, have good back end defense also, I think it's just going to be, be Jay Hill's dialing up some stuff out there. You know, and <laughs> I'm super excited for him. Yeah. And for how old he is, he still looks young out there running around and throwing that ball. I didn't think he can huck that thing, but he can laser <laughs> it out there. So I'm super excited for Jay Hill. And I know he's going to bring his defensive mindset on top of Kalani's. You know, Kalani was the defensive coordinator. Right. You know, for me growing up and all that, always knowing his defensive mindset, yeah. working with the linebackers, always with the defense. And then with him and Jay Hill together, with all the other supporting staff, it's, it's going to be great. NFL linebacker Harvey Longy is on BYU Sports Nation. Obviously, BYU fans are very interested in what you're doing with your career right now. You most recently played for the Raiders. I know some things are up in the air, but is more football in your future? What, what's, uh, where do you stand right now? Yeah, football's for sure always going to be there. I, I always, my saying is till the wheels fall off, you know. I say that to my brothers, but um, right now we're just in negotiations with the Raiders, and, you know, if, um, if things happen, we'll, we'll keep moving forward. If we come to a conclusion, if not, then I'll be a free agent and, and work from there, but the dream is still here, and I'm super excited to, you know, be 30 years young chasing it. So, <laughs> banged up against the Chiefs, I think you should call Andy Reid and say, "Hey, dude, what the heck, man? What's going on?" <laughs> no, man, we just we talked together at the coaching convention last year, man. Now you throwing shit now. Yeah, um, yeah, shout out to him. He's doing a great job yeah. out there. Tell him to save some rings for the rest of us. <laughs> no, he's, him and yeah, him and Bill aren't gonna have too many rings. On, they're not gonna have enough fingers for you know, those rings that they're getting. So I love it, Harvey. Yeah. Great to catch up with you, man. Yeah. Thanks for uh, being a guest today, um, and best of luck moving forward uh, really with the Raiders it. or whoever else it is. And like I said, I know that Kalani and staff might try and poach you. Listen, I might want to poach you as a broadcaster, Harv. Okay, or a come, be, come be an analyst with me on TV. <laughs> hey, whatever it is, it is. But I'm just excited for the Cougs this year. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, this was awesome to be here with you guys. Hopefully, we can do it again. You bet. Let's go. BYU Nation. It's all up. You know, these away games, these home games, especially the home games. We got We got to just come out here and support the boys. That Arkansas game, I want it covered in blue. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Get the blue to Fayetteville. Get the blue there. All right, Disrespect. All right. Thank you, Harvey. <laughs> Great to talk to you, man. Okay, thank you. Hey, after further review, kicking off its 10th season on July 25th, that show, and BYU basketball with Mark Pope, and all of our other shows, they're sitting there waiting for you at BYUSN.com. Up next, the winningest quarterback 
in BYU history. 32-7 and seven is a starter. Max Hall is joining us to discuss win totals, the underdog mentality, and what he thinks of Jaron Hall as a rookie in Minnesota. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hall has seen it, read it, and hit him for a play. Into the red zone again. Into the end zone again. Touchdown, BYU. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. We are live in Studio B. We pulled out the heavyweight guest today. It's Thursday. Best day of the week. Let's go. We just finished with Harvey Longy. NFL schedule comes out tonight. We're talking with a former NFL quarterback and a guy who won more games as a starter than any other BYU quarterback in history. He is Max Hall, former Arizona Cardinal with us on BYU Sports Nation. Max, welcome back to the show, man. Always great to talk with you. Yeah, it's good to be on, man. Two of my favorite guys right here. Two of my favorite guys. It's a pleasure to be on with you this morning. Max, we were sure you were going to go down and win the alumni game again yeah. to go 2-0. and uh, But there was an injury just before the final drive. And, uh, and your Achilles uh, went out in the end zone there. How are you feeling after surgery? How's the comeback? I'm feeling good. Yeah, that was a bummer. You know, for that to happen right before that last drive and, you know, Ty's looking over at me thinking I'm faking, you know, so that he has to go in on the last drive. But, um, no, it, it was a bummer. It was a freak accident. Uh, wasn't sore. Wasn't tight. Um, I was kind of jogging out on the field, celebrating a play a little bit, and the, the Achilles just snapped. So it's just one of those things, man. But um, still had a great time at the game. Um, I still want to come back. I'm already training for next year's game, getting this thing ready to go. So I'll be there. Max, one thing that we notice is even with that injury, you stayed after and signed autographs. It just seems to mean so much to you to be back at BYU and to be with the fans. Yeah, you know, I had a, I had an experience as a kid where I tried to get a, uh, a guy's autograph and he snubbed me. And since that moment, I've never asked for another autograph, but I've always remembered that feeling. So if ever I'm in a position to, to talk to somebody or take a picture, take an autograph, whatever, I'm going to do it. You know, I feel lucky to be in that position and, and to be at that game. So I was in a lot of pain, though. Uh, ruptured Achilles is, is a tough injury. Man. So I was sitting there in a lot of pain, but... Uh, I had to give back to the fans, man. They, they came a long ways to see that, so I wanted to give them some time. Max Hall, incredible stuff with us on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, and, man, I, uh, coming off of, a, like you said, a ruptured Achilles, what's the recovery path like for you? Because you got a bunch of other stuff going on in your life, which we're going to touch on in just a moment. So what's, what's the recovery path for you? Yeah. Yeah, the, the recovery's been brutal. You know, two weeks in a soft cast, I wasn't allowed to leave a recliner. Um, and I'm a pretty active guy, so that was that was tough for me to have to sit at home all day and not be able to be out and about and do the things that I normally do. Um, and then on top of that, with, with my history with pain pill addiction, I I couldn't I didn't take any pain pills, so wow. I was I was just ibuprofen and Tylenol. That was pretty much it. So first four days um, were rough, in a lot of pain, didn't sleep well, um, but I'm coming too. So I'm in a boot. I can kind of. I'm pushing around on a scooter. Shout out to Ben Criddle, by the way. Uh, hooked me up with a scooter while I was there <laughs> in Utah and, and an ice pack. And so uh, thank you, Ben Criddle, for that. Man, I still have it. I'm still using it. Hopefully here in a few more weeks I can be walking around in a boot. But it's a six to eight month 
uh, recovery, at least for me, because I'm not trying to play or anything else anymore. So six to eight months, I'll be back. All right. We've been discussing win totals for BYU football and the underdog role. And Max, you have been in this scenario several times. You were a heavy underdog against Oklahoma. BYU banded together. You win that game. You won a bunch of games as an underdog. BYU projected to win just five this year. So what's your advice to the Cougars as you look at a five-win projection from Vegas oddsmakers and you're addressing this team? If it's me, I'm saying let the bet makers make their bets. I don't care. Whatever odds they say, whatever any preseason poll, this, that, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Why are we even looking into it? I don't care. We shouldn't be talking about how many games BYU is going to win. We should be talking about what we look like going into the season. Okay, and getting our team ready to go compete with all of these teams. Because I think we can. But I think it starts with a mindset of we're not scared of anybody. We're going to go compete. I don't care who you are, what conference you're in. You know, we're let's go. When we step out on the field, it's go time. So I think the team's got to take that attitude um, that I don't care if we're an underdog or not. We're showing up every Saturday to give it everything we got and win as many football games as we can. When you go back to the Oklahoma game and going into that setting at uh, Dallas Cowboys Stadium in a stadium full of Oklahoma fans, except for a sliver of, of blue, uh, and you are an underdog, yeah. you don't buy into the underdog thing, but a lot of players do, and so it requires guys like you to say, follow me, we're going into battle, and just stay with me and I'll get you through it. Who on this BYU team mm. has to do that going into this season? Is it Keaton Slovis? Is it Cody Epps? Who is it? Yeah, that, that, that is a great question. And, you know, I, I don't mistake me. I, I, I love being an underdog. I love it when somebody thinks that they're just going to dominate me. Like I, like, I appreciate that. So I remember <laughs> going into that Oklahoma game, and, and they come running out of the tunnel, and they got the horses and the trailer and all that stuff. And I'm like, holy cow, we're about to play Oklahoma in the Dallas Cowboys Stadium, right? And it put a smile on my face. I said, how cool is this? What a great opportunity. So I hope these guys put a smile on their face, and it absolutely comes down to the quarterback. You know I'm going to say that. He's <laughs> got to get it done, man. He's got to get the squad ready. He's got to get himself ready. He's got to exuberate a ton of confidence um, and, and put Cougar Nation on his back. I mean, that's what you're expected to do is the BYU quarterback, and he has a great challenge in front of him that I hope he smiles and is prepared and, and ready for that opportunity. Well, let's follow up with this, Max. And over the last five seasons, BYU, as a projected underdog by oddsmakers, has a winning record. They're one of only four teams in the entire country over the last five years to have a winning record when they're an underdog. They're 10-8. and eight. So what is it about BYU that makes them, over the last five years specifically, such a good team in an underdog role? Well, I think it comes down to, to character and discipline. And if you have the right people leading the team and we're teaching character and discipline and overcoming adversity and hanging in tough, um, those things matter. And so you look at how blessed you know we've been at BYU and the coaches and the players that have come through there in the last five, 10 years. Um, we have people that have been able to rise to occasions. And um, that's just part of BYU culture and lore. And, um, you know, I, I, hopefully we keep it going. But we've won some big games in the past for some big opponents now. Can we do it at a consistent rate, more yeah. consistent rate than we have done in the past and get that win column up there to eight or, you know, eight to ten? You know, that's when I think we come back to being a, a, a national kind of 
force, a dominating force. But, you know, this is going to be a great year, a great test for us to see exactly where we fit on that scale. Interesting. Uh, Max throws out 10 pretty easily as, a, as the winningest quarterback. <laughs> well, that's all he knew. It's like, all he knew. He should win 10 games, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jaron Hall. Listen, listen. Yeah, when I played, 10 games was a was a was a was a it was a like we won 10 games my junior year and we were all devastated. Yes. You know, like we won 11 games my sophomore year, 10, 11. Now, having said that, we were in the Mount West, so we had four or five games where like. If we lost, I should hang my cleats up and, and be done because it would have been bad. So uh, the competition is definitely different, and I understand that. We're not going to win 10, 11 games every year. But we should every couple years. A couple years, we should have a team to where we're competing for the conference championship. That's the expectations, right? Absolutely. You are an expert, Max, at being a rookie quarterback in the NFL because you were one. Here comes Jaron <laughs> Hall, a rookie, heading to the Vikings, behind Kirk Cousins, what do you think of his situation there as far as growth potential and kind of getting used to life as a professional football player? Yeah, well, first of all, I don't know if there's such thing as being an expert rookie in the <laughs> NFL, but if we're going to call me that, I'll take it, man. I'll take an expert rookie all day. But, uh, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a different situation. You know, Jaron's in a great opportunity, in my opinion. Uh, the team drafted him. They got some money invested into him. Uh, means they want to develop him and, and see what he's got to be a potential starter for them in the future. I don't know Kirk Cousins personally, never been around him, but I think from what I've seen from his play on the field, he's going to be a great guy for uh, Jaron to learn from. And he needs to go in with the, I mean, I remember as a rookie going to Matt Leiner and Derek Anderson, just like, Hey guys, can I just be in the room? Can I, can I listen to you guys break down plays? Can I go out and throw with you guys? I'll get you coffee, donuts, whatever you need. I just want to learn, and I want to be around. And I think if Jaron has that um, demeanor about him, that he's humble and he's a hard worker and, and wins over the team, I could see Jaron, you know, uh, having a great opportunity in the future to, to be a starter there and learn from Kirk Cousins. And so great opportunity for him. I couldn't be more happy. Jaron's a great guy. We all love Jaron. And we hope he does really well over there with the Vikings. Max Hall is with us on BYU Sports Nation. I mentioned you got a bunch of other things going on in your life as you recover from a ruptured Achilles. You're still the offensive coordinator for a very good high school football team, American Leadership Academy. And perhaps most importantly, Max, Victory Addiction Recovery Center is up and rolling, man. What's the latest there? And uh, how are things going in that effort? Yeah. Listen, I appreciate that, and I am I am so excited um, about what we have going on at, at Victory Recovery. You know, going through addiction myself, and you know, even when I hurt my Achilles, everybody's asking me like, "Oh shoot, what are you going to do? Are you going to take painkillers? Are you going to be tempted? What's going to happen?" It's something that's going to be part of my life forever, and I have to keep it at the forefront of my mind. But also, I want to help others. I have a partner in Brock Bevel, and we hooked up, and we said, "Max, how can we make a difference?" How can we do it different? How can we help people? So we're, we're bringing a great approach to recovery that's tailored to the individual. Uh, um, we're not a 12-step program, but we lose, use a lot of the 12-step principles and rec therapy and everything that goes along with it. So we're doing something special there. Uh, so, but yeah, like you said, we're up and running. Uh, we now have relationships with uh, Sober Living. So if you want to come be a part of our program from out of state, we have places for you to stay. Wow. And we're just doing everything we can to help. 
know, I'm, I'm trying to advertise what we're doing and be there for everybody because I know that you need a team in order to get sober and to stay sober. You need people around you. So that's what we're trying to do is provide a team for people, give them the resources, give them the tools, give them the disciplines that they need daily to get that crap out of their life and to move on and to start reaching their potential, what they're supposed to be doing. So that's what we do. We are officially open. If, if you're interested, if you're struggling with addiction, if you have a family member, a friend, um, reach out to us. We can help you. And if we can't help you, we'll point you in a direction where to somebody who can. And um, so you can look on our website. It's at victoryrecoveryaz.org. Um, our social media stuff is victoryrecoveryaz. And uh, reach out to us. We, we would love to talk to you and help you. But I got a lot going on, guys. And and But this is what I love about my life right now. It's stressful. <laughs> it's from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. every single day. It's 100 miles an hour. But I'm doing two things that I love. And that's football recovery oh. and so with, with all that said and done I'm, I'm happy with where i'm at at the end of the day and so grateful to be surrounded by the people i am and you know i tell people all the time ala and coaching football saved my life and glenn way and rich edwards taking me in and giving me the opportunity eight years ago when no one else would it's a lot and i feel proud about where i'm at today so i guess that was a long spiel of what's going on with me but i appreciate you guys bringing that up and, and, and let me talk about that. A little oh, bit. you betcha. Great stuff, Max. We're proud um, of you. Yeah, we love you. We're proud to know you. We commend you in your efforts, and we look forward to more great stories, man. Thanks for the time today. Anytime, guys. Love you guys. Let's go, Cougs. You got it. Max Hall on BYU Sports Nation. What a story. A Hall of Famer. Classic. Classic guy. So, you know, winning as quarterback in BYU history, which pales in comparison to what he's doing. I was just listening to that going, but when you can be both, you're Max Hall. We're going to do all that and do this. You're Max, and uh, we're proud of him. Man, what a great bunch of interviews we've had today. Harvey Longy and Max Hall. Yeah. Up next, we do have a few other things to update you on, including which matchups between former Cougars in the NFL could be the headliners for BYU fans. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Follow BYU Sports Nation on social media for content throughout the day on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. He's Dave McCann. I'm Spencer Linton. An NFL edition of The Whip. Cougar Whip Round presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. The NFL schedule, always anticipated, will be released tonight. Dave, which matchup between former Cougars are you looking forward to the most? You know, the Falcons and the Saints oh, are going to yeah. play twice because they're in yep. the same division. So this year you got Jamal Williams and Taysom Hill on the Saints and Tyler Algier on the Falcons. Those two matchups, that's must-see TV for BYU. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, I was kind of hoping that we'd have a battle L.A. between yeah. the Rams and the Chargers and have Michael Davis potentially defending against Puka Nakua. That's not going to happen because we know the opponents. But I'm really, Dave, I'm just looking, what I'm looking forward to most is trying to figure out when I go on these road trips with BYU football, <laughs> where I can go to interview NFL players at relatively close NFL stadiums. There's more and more opportunities yes, now than ever before. There's so many guys. That's what excites me the most is, holy cow, BYU's got the better part of 20 guys in the NFL right now that are playing prominent positions. They're, they're skill positions. I'm going to look and see if the Jets are, are playing the Vikings, and then you can have Zach Hill, Zach uh, Wilson, and uh, Jaron Hall. Hall staring at each other from sideline <laughs> to sideline.
<laughs> While the two veterans are out there, Rogers and Cousins playing, and then you see the, the future over here looking at each other where they used to be teammates. Yeah, just, just <laughs> really excited to see, you know, where we can go and interview guys. We interviewed Dax Milne last year, Taysom Hill. We, we, we go and visit these guys, and we're going to do more of that this year in collaboration with our road trips to BYU football. As we should. Let's go. As we should. All right, coming up, a rise and shout out to an absolutely fantastic Cougar career that is coming to an end. But she will play on, that is for sure. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Nation's on demand. Download the free BYU TV and BYU radio apps or listen to the podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review if you review this show. It's got to be, you know, all stars. This show's been great today. <laughs> it was fantastic. Yeah. It really was. Let's try not to screw up the end, huh? <laughs> Our question of the day. Vegas odds makers have put the BYU win total at five games for 2023, a losing record. Where would you set BYU football's win total and why? Our elite voice of the day presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated comes from the Croxall on Instagram who says, it's times like this, I wish I were a betting man. Give me the over. Seven and a half wins is where I would put it. He's going seven and a half. Woo. Sweet. That's a little high for me, but I get what he's saying. Look, it's his house. Yes. He's going to put his yeah. house on. Go <laughs> Today's Rise and Shout Out presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. How about to Max Hall for his efforts with uh, his Addiction Recovery Center? And then Alicia May Mateo has her career closeout for BYU Women's Golf. If you're going to close out a career, do it with a birdie. She birdied the 18th at the NCAA Regionals. Fantastic student athlete and golfer. Yeah, absolutely. Our thanks to today's guests, Harvey Longy and Max Hall. Conversation continues 24-7, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And this and all our shows on demand at BYUSN.com. For Dave, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Dennis Pitta. BYU Baseball on the radio tonight, 8 Eastern. Go Cougs. Utahns love staying active, and Intermountain Healthcare is here to help keep.